Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. When people reflect on what it takes to be mentally fit, the first idea that comes to mind is usually intelligence. The smarter you are, the more complex the problems you can solve, and the faster you can solve them. Intelligence is traditionally viewed as the ability to think and learn. Yet in a turbulent world, there's another set of cognitive skills that might matter more. The ability to rethink and unlearn. Adam Grant, Think Again. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and this week I'm talking to my mom about books for more sensitive readers. As of this recording, we are coming off a whirlwind couple of weekends at The Bookshelf, first Rose Show in Thomasville, followed by Indie Bookstore Day. If you couldn't make it in-store for both of these fun celebrations, don't worry. You can catch up with the store's adventures and happenings by following us on Instagram, at BookshelfTville. We post plenty of behind-the-scenes pictures and remind customers of updates like new book and merch releases, upcoming events, and special deals. So follow us on Instagram at BookshelfTville to stay up-to-date on all of our fun happenings. Now, back to the show. Welcome, Mom. Hi, Annie Sue. You were last on the podcast in August. July. 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 It's been a long time. That was unintentional. It was just... Sometimes I schedule things out and then forget to plug things in, so here we are. <laughs> well, right before Mother's Day is a good time to say That's you forgot right. to plug in your mom. Oh, no, shh. I planned this on purpose. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> I totally looked at the calendar and put those two things together. You are so smart. I did that on purpose. Thank you so much. <laughs> so tell people your name. I'm Susie Butterworth, and I'm your mom. <laughs> and mom comes on the podcast every few months to talk about books she has read because we've discovered mom is an avid reader, but a more sensitive one than I. Do you like that phrase? What do you prefer? I guess that's okay. I like that better than prudy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I call myself a prude, <laughs> but you are more prudy than I, for, for sure. Uh, so a more sensitive reader. And not only is mom a more sensitive reader, but a lot of our customers are. And so we have discovered that it's sometimes helpful to have mom come on and tell some of her favorite more, I would say, PG-13 or PG reads. Yes. PG sometimes. That's is, a little too difficult. Yes. Yeah. You want to read children's book. That's right. So, okay. If you like mom's reading tastes, a few of the books she's going to talk about today are books she's featured on her shelf subscription. Yes. So mom and Nancy, who's one of our booksellers in the shop, they alternate and provide a shelf subscription every month for, like I said, more sensitive, PG-minded readers. Although, again, poor Nancy and mom, that PG is a hard. It is hard. It is very hard. So PG-13, I think, is more accurate and more helpful for for, (laughs) for Nancy and for mom. So if you like the books that you hear my mom talk about, some of them she has chosen in the past for shelf subscriptions, and you might be interested in a Susie shelf subscription. Do you like picking books for the shelf subscription? I love it. I love it. I think it's important, and it goes to show that you can be a sensitive reader but still keep very much up to date on nonfiction, fiction, self-help, all kinds of books. That's right. A wide range of genres. Yes. So 
I told mom to come prepared with eight book titles. She brought 15 <laughs> to 16. So we're going to just start talking about books you've enjoyed. Okay. So tell me one. All right. Well, I want to start off with the book that you just took a quote from. Yes. To begin today's podcast, Think Again, mm-hmm. because I always tell that I love a variety of books and I always plug in some self-help or some challenging books that might make me Think about personal growth. Personal growth. I like that. Like Sally Albright, your yes. your twin. She's <laughs> mom is Sally Albright. So personal growth books, and I should say you've always liked those. Oh, my bookshelves are filled with oh. over the years books that I have discovered, and I'm always still learning. Yeah. There's still something fresh all the time. But I really loved this book. Why did you pick this one up? Well, I just because. I feel like that's what I'm doing in my life all the time now is reevaluating the things that I've always held to be my truth or my mm-hmm. my thoughts and I know that now how good it is to come back to some of the ways that you thought you were right mm-hmm. and rethink that and go hmm well maybe not even just say I was wrong but also to say But gee, I really understand where somebody else is coming from. Yes, that's a good point. And we don't do that very well in our country right now. And he talked about that in that quote. I love that quote. Yes. This idea of rethinking and unlearning. Yes. I like that. I feel like I am a little ball of yarn that's just sort of (laughs) unfurling all the time with, okay, well, that doesn't work for me anymore, or maybe I need to rethink this. So I loved this book, and it was just, I didn't bring that one with me today, but it was chock full of... Great ways to handle conflict. Mm. That's another thing that's terrible right now. That might be why I read it, because our world is so ugly Mm -hmm. to each other right now. And there's a better way. There is a better way to resolve conflict, and there's a than just way. Than yes. just leaving. Yes. <laughs> or, or yelling. Or, or yelling yeah. at one another. And um, or that cancel culture you talk about. Yeah. And yeah. So there's a better way to do it, and that book was excellent, and I follow him on the gram now. <laughs> <laughs> he is a good Instagram follow, He's I think. He's wonderful. Yeah. And is he, I believe, a psychologist, a social psychologist? I, I so, want to say that's right. And... Every day there's something positive, even in all the negativity around, there's a way to turn it yeah. into a better way to think about it or a better way to handle it. And he's a good teacher because he yes. he turns something into, okay, here's what's happening, but here's a lesson. Yes. Here's the way we could handle it better. I do like following him, and I think I'd like his book a lot, though I have not read it. Well, well, well. <laughs> Listen to your mother. <laughs> Okay, what'd you read? What's another one you read? Okay, well, I want to jump into this year to keep a little bit more current. Okay. I started out in January, with, although I read this last year, with my January shelf subscription was This Boy We Made. Oh, that's and I'm right. going to tell that I January was horrid. January is a notoriously, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, it's a notoriously difficult publishing Can we month. Nancy, January next year. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Nancy. <laughs> um, But this was hard, and I honestly wasn't sure, eh, okay, I'll read it, but I really chose it because it would be a PG, PG PG-13 book. Mm -hmm. And then I loved it. Yeah. Because it's just so much about the resilience of a mother, the lengths she will go to to help find out what's wrong with her son. Mm -hmm. And I learned some things about healthcare Mm. and 
the chasm that exists between oh yeah the um, disparity yeah and, and so it was very good for me listen we can sweep things under the rug or we can go ahead and be enlightened and realize well no wonder you're out protesting mm-hmm. well no wonder you feel the way that you do right. because it's not fair right and so she had a battle so this to, is a mom this is a mom that's a memoir okay and so it's truth about finding out What's wrong with mm-hmm. her son who starts having just these quirky, unusual uh-huh. things that happen that he displays? And yet, he's really smart, but it's buried. Mm. And then it starts to come out, but she's got to figure out what is making. she ha- And she has to advocate for him. For her aunt, and, yes. Yeah. And you have to do that. You have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. She's advocating for her son. And so it would, turned out to be... Really a good book. Look at you with nonfiction. I know. Yeah. I know. So okay. again, again, we go, we move on <laughs> to The One You're With by Lauren, Laura Denton. Oh, yeah. And you know, I really like her. Yes, we do like Laura Denton. And I've loved all of her books. And she's a Southern writer. And she, that's what I think I love about yeah. her. So this book was just in her style. Mm-hmm. And they, to me, they're just, I can just relax and sit on the porch swing and just read her books. Mm-hmm. And so that is a very important part of reading. Sometimes you want to grow, sometimes you want to learn, but you got to balance it out yes. with some fun reads. Agreed. And hers are always interesting. And this one's kind of a, a one about these the perfect couple that everybody loves them. They're successful. He's a doctor, and then uncover <laughs> a little secret from okay. when they were college kids and they broke up for a little while, Uh-oh. and he wound up. Oopsie, <laughs> and had a child he didn't know about. So okay. here's his perfect family uh-huh. in his perfect world. And then 19 years later, bada boom, bada bing. Oh, interesting. Surprise. Okay. And it's all about how the family dynamic changes and how the support and sometimes the not support and how they all come back together. It was really good. You, I li- you and I, I like a lot of dysfunctional family literature. It just, you read more PG-13 dysfunctional family. Yes. My dysfunctional families are a little... And I always want a happy ending, and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> That's right. You want a happy ending. I want a happy ending. And so Lauren Denton is from Birmingham. Is this her latest book? Yes. Okay. Because she, she puts out one about every year well, I'm or so. I'm looking forward to the next one. Good. And uh, did she come to Word of South? Oh, I don't know that Somebody she did. Somebody I like came to Word of South, and I missed it that weekend. I can't but remember if she did or not, but we've had her on the podcast. I really like and I, her. Or we interviewed her. I can't remember now. It was like one of those pandemic blur things. Yeah. Yes. But I am pretty sure we did an event with her or it's something. an important part of needing her type of literature. Yeah. And she's a good writer. She is a good writer. And I like her And if you live in the lot. South or want to pretend like you live in the yes. South, she's so descriptive, you yeah. will love it. I know I was going to ask, did you read the book Nancy? It was a Nancy shelf subscription, I think, called Sweet Taste of Muscadines. Loved it. it Loved it. Lauren Denton yes. is that Their same. writing yeah. is similar, so descriptive. You feel like you're in. I loved that book. Okay. That was very good. Good. Okay, so that one was by Lauren Denton called yes. The One You're With. Okay. Yeah. All right, next up. And also, they're always cute covers if you oh, they happen are to judge covers. books by covers. So, Okay, the next one is Tobacco Wives, which has that Ooh, come out? That came out, and that is a cover was, I love. And that was my shelf subscription. Yes. And this is fascinating because you thought I would like this because 
your grandfather yeah. on your dad's side lived in Kentucky. They had a tobacco farm. Yes. My daddy in the poor South, when he came from uh, New York to live with one of his family members, picked tobacco mm-hmm. when he was 14 years old. Wow. And so you thought, Mom, you'll really like this. Yeah. Well, it was different from all of that. Okay. It's set in post-World War II in a small town in North Carolina where tobacco is king. Mm -hmm. And now women are working in this tobacco industry because the men have been off fighting. Oh, right. They've been at war. Okay. So it really is about a young girl. Her mother sends her off to live with her aunt. Her aunt is a very good seamstress Mm -hmm. and sews all these beautiful ball gowns Mm -hmm. and all the dresses for these fancy, rich tobacco wives. Okay. But a mystery unfolds. It's not a mystery to those of us living today. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is fiction, right? but I got to tell you some very fun facts. Okay. So it's totally relevant about corporate greed, mm-hmm. the courage it takes to expose something mm. that this is a small town. Mm-hmm. And these small towns that relied on tobacco, yeah. you blow the whistle on it and you blow right, the Right, your town your, goes away. Your town goes away. Yeah. I think you'll love reading it. It is totally PG. Look, this is about a cigarette made for women. Mm. Okay, anybody my age is going to remember cigarette commercials mm-hmm. on television, which oh, you right, which I didn't would not have. know. Right, but I remember as a little girl, uh, and I can still sing the jingle today <laughs> to the cigarette that was made for women. Interesting. Okay, so this is in the '60s. Uh-huh. So this is like 20 years, years later, later, post Tobacco Wives. Oh book. yeah, post this. And so this was a commercial in the 60s for Virginia Slims. Okay. You want me to sing it? Sure, you can sing it. Come a long way, baby, to get where you got to today. You got your own cigarette now, baby. You've come a long, long way. Wow, feminism. Let me tell you, if you're a marketing person out there, jingles are the way. And we don't do Stuck jingle. in your brain forever. As a child. Yeah. Stuck in your brain forever. Probably nine, ten. But you've never forgotten. I've never forgotten it. When I read this book, I was like, oh my word. And so yesterday I Googled that to be sure I had looked. I really did. And I did. I remember remember the whole thing. So, marketing people, you need a jingle. And this lady starts out in Victorian clothes, this beautiful supermodel, uh-huh. and she's ripping off these layers into this bell-bottomed cutesy. Oh, sure. And they talk about this long, slim cigarette that'll fit between the lady's fingers <laughs> so that her smoking is so elegant-looking. Oh, and I Cruella. couldn't help but think about all of that with this yeah. book. And so in this book, what uncovers is, oh my gosh, all the babies are being born with low birth weights. Mm. All the babies are being born with problems. Mm. There's something going on here. Yeah. But nobody wants to know that it's tobacco. Right. Oh, interesting. Fascinating. So what I'm telling you is, is this book is set in post-World War II, mm-hmm. but there it was fresh again in the 60s. We're right. still doing it. Yeah. And we know better. Interesting. So corporate Big yeah, corporate. money, money, baby. Money. Yes. So anyway, okay, that think, sounds good. I think I'd well like that written, one. Yeah, and I think that you'll really like it because okay. it's that's what I want people to know. It's not boring to no. read. 
clean books. No, and that one, that really does have a gorgeous cover. And it sounded really interesting and a little bit different from the typical historical fiction. It was. And this was really about women's rights Mm -hmm. after the war. Mm -hmm. They wanted to get paid for their hard work. So it's really a broad, it's much more than just tobacco, Mm -hmm. but it does expose some interesting things. And Again, fiction, but probably more pretty true well than yeah. we want to probably admit. Yeah. Okay, then I'm moving on to Millennial Nuns. Millennial Nuns, I loved this book. And it was a book that's you could pick up and kind of put down yeah. its essays. Yeah. It's essays by different millennials that are looking for many of them were raised Catholic. Yeah. But weren't practicing yeah. Catholicism. And they start this journey. Most every one of the women had a story of their journey to restore, rekindle, or find mm-hmm. a faith. Yeah. And so that was just a, a collection of memoirs, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Personal essays. Not, and I think you and I talked about it, like, not perhaps the best edited or best written. And, exactly. But each essay is different because it's written by a different woman. And so— And you and, kind of connect with— not being perfectly written because yeah. it feels so v- human. A very authentic. And I really wound up liking them a lot. Well, I did too. I really liked spending time with them. And I felt like they were just not untouchable, off in some little convent like, somewhere. Right, right, right. like our stereotype of a nun. Exactly. What a nun looks and they, like. they have a Instagram. Right. They're out in their communities. I thought that part was fascinating. It just was very interesting it, to And me. it was interesting about their family dynamics yes. and those that supported it. Yeah. And, and those so, who maybe were a little disappointed. And maybe were a little disappointed in what they could have become. Yeah. But this was their destiny. Yeah. And it was, so I liked it. I did too. And then we go to a book that was very hard for me to read. Oh, interesting. Okay. No Cure for Being Human. This is the Kate Bowler Kate Bowler. Yep. I love her on Instagram, but I didn't know her story. Yeah. Now I know her story. Yes. I had this book for a long time before I could read it. That's so funny because I read it in a day. Of course. I read it. (laughs) I sat down at the bookshelf and it was, it had been a hard week. world. (laughs) And I sat down and I read it. I loved it so much. I had to be in the right frame. I'm older. Yes. She's young. She's She's a little bit older than me. Yes. Just a couple years older than me. Yeah. So that was. Her journey into her cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. and how she handled. So I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be so heavy. Yeah. I don't know if I can read it. But then she's so witty. She's very funny. She's incredibly talented at making lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. And And she's very down to earth. And she had a baby. Yeah. And it was just... So it was a hard, for me, it was a harder read mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my. But then I kept telling myself, she's alive, Susie. <laughs> she's on Instagram. She's, everything's going to work out fine. Yeah. But this is book where it might right. not one day turn out fine. That's right. And me and my happy endings. Yes. But my happy ending was knowing I was following her on Instagram. Right. <laughs> that could get that you through. Turned, and what an inspiration. Yes. I bet I she wouldn't even like being called inspiring because she's so down to earth. Yeah. And Hella, she's brilliant. Yes, very smart. But she's so relatable. Mm-hmm. And she is down to earth. And so I really turned out to love the book. Good. And I very glad I too. read it. Next is Wild Spectacle uh, by Janice Ray. Yes. Another Southern writer. Yes. Okay. And more I, nonfiction. She is, this is also a collection of essays again. Yep. 
Oh, what was her famous book? Oh. Um, Ecology of a Cracker Childhood. Yes. Which, famous here in the South, at yes, least. Yes, which I loved. Oh, everyone should read it Everybody, anyway. No, I agree. I think everybody should read it. And I really like Janice Ray a lot. Well, She's a is, really great writer. That is partially why I love this book even more is mm-hmm. because she, it was your first new first <laughs> yes. event. First, air quote, post-pandemic. Yeah, air quotes. Because I don't know when that will ever that day will ever be. But But, yes, she came to the bookshelf, Mm -hmm. and this wasn't the first time I've seen her. No, she did come to um, one book, one book, Mm -hmm. and so. But this time, it was so much more personal because it was in the shop. Yeah, it was oddly attended because of coming right out of the pandemic. Yeah. Normally people would flock here. Yeah, because she's her. a Georgia writer and she is a stunning writer. She also writes some really beautiful essays. People outside of Thomasville or outside of Georgia might have seen her work in The Bitter Southerner. Like she is oh, okay. pretty prolific nature writer. Well this book mm. if you want to be a weenie like me who <laughs> doesn't really I go to the mountains, I go to the beach, I don't do exotic vacations. But if you want to travel the world Mm. in its most natural Mm -hmm. way, then read this book. Yeah. Because this isn't just for Southerners. No. She's been everywhere. And she's not drinking margaritas at a little (laughs) uh, beautiful space in these exotic places. Like a resort. I can't even picture her there. Me neither. (laughs) But she is in the dirt, in yeah. the woods, in the, and she's truly an amazingly gifted writer to take you there with her. Yes. Even if you will never go. And she's also incredibly authentic mm-hmm. and gifted in loving this earth. Oh, yes. Loving our space and how, and she's inspiring that way to make yes. you make little changes. Mm-hmm. Little changes can make a big difference. Yes. So her book can take you from butterflies in Mexico to Montana, Mm. back to South Georgia. Mm. She's all over the place, and it's fascinating. Again, if you want to, and I thought that I would do that with this book, pick it up, read an essay, go back to what I'm reading, Mm -hmm. pick it up, but I couldn't. Yeah. I was so fascinated with where'd she go next? Yeah. And this took over a period of years. Yes. These are her essays written reflecting back on her years of travel and her years of conservation work. And so it covers a wide range of territory. Yes, it does. And she's so nice. Yeah, she really is. She's the real deal. You should read her books just because she is delightful and just very real. Yeah, and doing a lot of legitimately important work. She really is. She's doing a very important work. Next is Woman of Endurance, which I thought was going to be my shelf subscription. That's right. We talked about this. Because it was a big book. Yes. So it, was, it was a big book. <laughs> it was book. a big book. Yeah. It was so good, but I'm worried that it might be too intense mm-hmm. to be for everybody. Right. Although I think that you should read it because we need to read hard things. Thank you, Mom. That's what I've been saying forever. We need to know. Now, listen, this is about the slave trade. Yes. But this is 
different particularly i was about to say but different than probably what you and i are maybe a little bit more familiar with that's right but the story pathetically is the same Mm -hmm. that's what's so sad yeah it was quite graphic Mm -hmm. and so i couldn't do it for my pg slash pg 13 however it was an excellent book so tell us where did it take place in puerto rico that's right it's the puerto rican slave trade Mm. And so here she is, this beautiful little girl, just Mm -hmm. a sweet little girl living her life. Mm -hmm. And she is taken captive Mm. and becomes a slave, becomes a slave to birth. Her job is to birth (sighs) new slaves. Oh, gosh. That's why it was That is intense. But you know what? It's real life. It really happened. It really happened. And it really happened here. Mm -hmm. In my sensitiveness... Mm -hmm. I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't want to connect mm. and read and understand what really truth happened. Right. And we can try to hide it, but mamas, I know lots of young people, more young people are listening to this. You need to make sure your children know yeah. the ugly truth so that we never repeat it. That's right. That's, what so is, why it's important. that's why it's important. Yeah. And so this was her, oh gosh, her perseverance. Mm-hmm. And this, her, is fic- this is this fiction, is fiction, but we but certainly highly but I researched and yeah. talking about it, right? Because we know, right? Of just course, just like tobacco wives, right? Okay, fiction, but we know what cigarettes right. did, and we know what it did to babies, right. pregnant women smoking, right? We know what it did, right? Because we have hindsight, right? Now we know this is true, right? Because of hindsight, and and that's why history. Mm-hmm. And things That's are so why we're supposed to yes. not to, to hide it. <laughs> yeah, and and I I sheltered you about as much as any mother could shelter you. <laughs> you tried really hard. I really did. I blacked out with a sharpie the word hate. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> but I also wanted you to know the truth when it was appropriate for yeah. you to know the truth. And I, I read a lot of books. You did not protect what I read really no. at all. You you definitely we teased you about this the other day. You and Dad protected what we watched. <laughs> yes, to the extreme perhaps, but but remember, I was protecting you at a t- little yes. age. Yeah, and the reason I did that was because in the future I didn't want you to feel such great passionate anger and hate right towards much of anything. Right. No, you told us we, should, I really we, should, didn't. we shouldn't ever hate anything. And there's certain things that now we know you can. Sure. But I was really wanting you to understand You did not No, you outread me. Yeah, long you did not protect ago. or censor No. You didn't no. what I read. But we always talked about it. But we what did talk read. about it. Yeah. Because you were reading things that I hadn't read. Right. And I couldn't keep up with you. Your teen <laughs> there was no way I could keep up with everything you were reading. But guess what else? I trusted you. Right. Yeah. I trusted you and I trusted you weren't reading something you shouldn't have been <laughs> right. reading. But I hate it that people think today that maybe about stories like this, we shouldn't know them. Right. And that is not That true. we shouldn't read them. Yeah. So if you want a book and you're not afraid of a little bit of graphic, what happened to her, mm-hmm. rape, mm-hmm. obviously, right. to birth... Other and these right. were sexual assault, rape, and 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 never see her babies. Mm. And these are biracial mm-hmm. babies stolen from her mm-hmm. to become more slaves. I had posted about Beloved by Toni Morrison, and yes. you had asked if I thought you could read it. I think I said no. You definitely <laughs> I think said I no. said no. But it sounds like 
if somebody has just read, because I just read Beloved and talked about it on the podcast with Hunter, it does sound like this could be an interesting companion read because okay. the whole premise of Beloved is awful and gut-wrenching, but it's based on a true, It was. it's an imaginative story written by Toni Morrison, but because she had seen like a news clipping or something about a an enslaved woman who killed her children so that they would not also be enslaved. Well, and so that yep. is the whole kind of premise and like yep. heart, I guess, of Beloved. Can you even because no. she knew what she but she knew what was, they were going to face. And so what a horrific story right. of the greatest love right. imaginable right. that you wouldn't want your child to go through. Right. What people Just, have. Yeah. I want to also tell you that this book I love this little synopsis, a novel of triumph of the human spirit, even in the most brutal of conditions, which goes back to me. Like now, was yes. it happy, happy, but it was a win. Uh-huh. She wins yeah. in the end. So it ends she never, with a hopeful she's a slave, tone. Right. But she wins in her soul. Mm-hmm. And I, gosh, that was such a good book. Okay. I would buy that book in hardback to keep on my shelf because a reminder of. I'm glad you read that because that was also just in general a thick book. (laughs) And then I I had to hurry up and read another one. That's right. To really present as a. Right, for shelf subscription. That's right. That's the the hard part about shelf subscription. Yes, it is. Yes. So as of this recording, people should have their shelf subscriptions. So tell us what you read for May. Okay. Fly Girl. Yes. Okay, now let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Yes. All right. I do not fly. Mom has never been on a plane. I have once. Oh, you have? I flew to Miami. My boss gave me that when I quit my job. You need to go on a plane ride. So I went to visit my friend in Miami. I didn't know this. It was the worst experience oh my ever. Gosh. It was, I'm claustrophobic. I'm claustroph- Mom doesn't COVID. ride elevators. It's not. Well, we don't have to share all of my dirt. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, well, you're consistent. But it does make market super fun. Yeah, all escalators all the time. <laughs> Take your drama. <laughs> anyway, this so I picked up this book and I thought, okay, I'll right. read it. But I'm like, I don't even fly. Right. But she's the same age as I am. Okay. This is by Anne Hood. Anne Hood. Talk about a great writer. She is a great writer. I haven't read any other. You'd of probably her books, like her other work too. I Loved this book. This is a memoir. Yes. Again, she's very smart. Mm-hmm. She starts out as a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did they? Stewardess. Stewardess. They, yes. When flying was in its glory, mm-hmm. it's an incredible story. Whether you've flown or not. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was so interesting that you loved this one so much. I loved it. Yeah. Because her experience. Watching the industry change. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be somebody that flies to see that the industry has changed. Sure. She talked about wearing her stiletto heels Mm -hmm. on her feet all day long. This is a college graduate. Many of her friends thought, you are crazy. You're Mm -hmm. just going to go be a waitress. Right. But she wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. This was her way to travel the world. Mm -hmm. And... Gosh, it's just a fascinating. I hope everybody that got it this month is yeah. going to really love it because it's a great story about <laughs> feminism. It is, yeah. When you think yeah. it's not about feminism because yeah. you ought to hear the the criteria yeah. 
to be the weight, mm. the length of a skirt, the everything mm -hmm. she went through mm -hmm. and the airline that she wanted to work for the most and how she wound up going to so many different airlines because of the changes that were happening oh, and the, the big strikes. This is before your time, but the big strikes and the big, there are no big, gigantic, I mean, the big right. Boeing triple layer airplanes, that's not how people fly anymore. Right. I bet if you thought about it back then, regular flights feel like first class That now. might be true. Yeah, that could be true. Full meals. Way more glamorous. Where she had to learn how to cut steak Gosh. At, at however many feet in the air you are. Yeah. Hear a lot about where she gets to travel, mm -hmm. the way she lived, almost dormitory style, yeah. but because they were never a set of girls would rent a nice apartment together, but then they would hardly ever see each other. Right. They were never it's home. fascinating. She's a very good writer. So mm -hmm. she took me on adventure. Good. Even though she didn't convince me. To <laughs> didn't convince you to get she on a plane. She didn't convince me to, to do that because <laughs> that's still not my preferred mode. And I, my preferred mode is not even interstate. Oh no! It I takes love, you a long time to get. I love backwards because <laughs> I like to see how people live. I like to I like to travel backwards I like too. To get out on the square. There's a time like to, and a place, but yes. yes. <laughs> but, and, and I like to go slow now. Yes. And I don't like to hurry. So, any hoops, that is. Um, I hope everybody's going to love that book. It's it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's shocking when you think about where women are today and what. Yeah. They were what was expected of them yeah. in the early seventies. To become a stewardess, then flight attendant, then adding men into the yeah. flight attendant. Interesting. It was, it's big changes. So it's nostalgic, but then brings you right into how we are today. I think people will love it. And I want to talk about a separate thing if you love reading and going slow. Okay. This is not a book. Okay. But it's an essay that I get in my inbox every oh, day. okay. But it's about a writer, Sean Dietrich. Oh, yes. We like Sean Dietrich. We love Sean Dietrich. If you're listening out there, Sean <laughs> Mom wants and to Jamie, be Sean's best friend. <laughs> I love his wife. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, Sean, but I thought you were older. <laughs> it's I been a you big like, topic of conversation yes. in our extended family. I thought you were like, we could be... Well, we could be friends, but you're, you can be friends with people we could be younger friends. than you. And when I saw his wife, I knew he was younger because she's young. But he's got that beard. Yeah. And, let me tell you about him. The reason you think he's older is because his soul is. <laughs> yeah, his writing is. But if you want to read any of his books, we talked about him before. Yes. His latest fiction, Winston Brown, I loved. Yeah. We loved his more of a memoir book, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Dad, yeah. and I read that out loud. Yes. But if you want an essay in your inbox every day that's just so delightful yeah. about just life, yeah, it's a hard life. I can't sad believe things. how many essays he writes. He it's writes astounding. one every day. Yeah, it's astounding. I get one every day, and sometimes they're sad. Yeah, sometimes they're so funny. Mm -hmm. They've recently moved to Birmingham. Yes, which part of the reason I just love them so much is they were right over here in the Panhandle. Yep. But now uh, Birmingham is my birthplace. That's right. So my top half of my family was raised mm -hmm. in Birmingham. So now he's talking about his Birmingham life. I can still, that resonates with me too. Yeah. I'd have two siblings that still live there. And so that's um, kind of fun. So I just want to throw that in there. If you want a cute, a nice essay in your box, PG. Yes. Any Every day of the week, sign up there for Sean go. Dietrich. For his newsletter. We'll My, put a link in the show notes. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. 
Because he's been here and he's been at your shop. Yeah. Okay, and the next book I read was Back to the Prairie. Okay, I saved this for you. I, it was so odd to get an ARC of this because typically we don't get celebrity right. memoirs, like advanced copies. I wonder, perhaps she's not a huge celebrity anymore, but anyway. Well, I only read it because I truly did love Little House on the Prairie. Yes. Loved all this the is books. Melissa, what is her Melissa name? Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert. This is she's her She's married her to ah, the guy off of um, West Wing. What? What's his name? Busey? Busey? Tim something. What? Oh, man. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay. But this is actually a little bit of a memoir about living during the pandemic. Okay. As an actress and an actor, they move, they have a little shack they buy in the Catskills, and they wind up actually going there. Timothy Busfield is her husband? Busfield. (gasps) And he played... Sure he enough, the, he played Danny. He yes. played Danny on West Wing. Which we love, Danny yeah. on West Wing. What in the world? I know. Okay. So that in itself That's was a little fascinating. fascinating. Okay. And um, so this is really about them surviving the pandemic in their little shack that they redo in okay, the Catskills. Okay, so this is not about like nope. her acting in Little House on the Prairie. Nope. It's about her really, truly... This is her adult life where she's finally come into her own. Okay. She's very candid about the things that she's done to herself cosmetically uh-huh. to try to keep up with Hollywood. Uh-huh. And for this part, I appreciate her authenticity. Right. I appreciate the fact that she's done with all of that. And implants removed. She's letting her wrinkles show. She's letting her hair gray. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't have to stay the little redheaded, freckled. And she's still very pretty. Right. She's still very pretty. Sure. A very beautiful woman now. But so this is her coming into herself and them finding how to survive as actors in the pandemic. Okay. Oh, interesting. And the life that they build in the Catskills in this shack that they redo. Okay. Raising chickens, the wildlife. So it's really just a kind of a fun read. Okay. Um, She... Starts doing DIY projects, so it's really funny. You go from Botox to DIYing <laughs> okay. and letting yourself come into... She sounds very happy now. Oh, okay. She sounds very good happy. Good for her. So good for her. All right, what else? Okay, this is going to be my next... Mm, if it's going to be your shell subscription, people don't like to know that. Nope. And so that's going to be my next one. And I've got two... I read Bitter and Sweet which was just a beautiful little Lent Oh, yes, study the little Lent by book Tish, by Tish Oxenrider. And you should just buy those books because she's wonderful at helping mm-hmm. you walk through the season mm-hmm. if you never have before. Yeah. And if you're a newbie. And her books are so beautiful. They're so beautiful. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I like to display them on my coffee table. Yeah. This is another ARC, Vacation Land. Vacation oh, Land. Let me see who it's by. Meg Mitchell Moore. Okay, I'm curious about this, so please tell me about it. Love it. Love it? I want to read it. I'm loving it. The cover's great. You always say, the cover's going to be great. Yeah. Great summer book. Yeah. Wonderful summer book. I think I'd like it. Vacation Land, does it take place in Maine? Yes. Okay. Yes, and it's gorgeous, and she's quite descriptive as well Mm -hmm. about, um, so it's about their summer home. Okay. Her dad's a judge, a retired judge. He's suffering with some... Alzheimer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much to tell, but anyway, they have this picture perfect looking life. Mm-hmm. She's an only child. She's come for the whole summer. Fine. She's never done that before, but she's come for the whole summer to work on her book. Okay. 
And she doesn't do a great job of that because all the life that's going on around her. Mm-hmm. But you can just picture yourself yeah. at one of those homes right Fun. on the ocean, right? You can just picture yourself there. And she, her father's a retired judge, so he's very famous in this mm-hmm. uh, in the Portland, mm-hmm. and this is their summer home. But again, a secret <laughs> unfolds. A mystery. Of okay. A past. Okay. Don't tell me too much. I won't. But- <laughs> I won't, but it's, so it's character. Uh, you know, the books that are written like it's so-and-so's chapter, it's, right, it's Annie's chapter, voices. it's Susie's chapter. Yes. It's, I kind of love books like that. Yes, I do too if they're done well, yes. And this is done well. Okay. Is so, it her and her dad? It's, no. It's, oh, okay. Interesting. It's about another character that comes <laughs> okay. to Maine. Okay. This is so Beach reading. Yeah, it, yeah. The cover. Everybody's looks so good. gonna love it. When does it come out? July. Is this a July. Yeah, July. Go buy it when it comes out. Go Everybody. I won't tell you too much more about it. Okay. But it's so good. Okay. It's totally a Susie. Okay. Nancy. Susie Nancy. Book. Everybody that likes our books that we pick, we're gonna are gonna love okay. this book. Okay. And that. That, just that was up. a lot of books, Mom. You've read a lot this year. Well, I'm trying to read two every month. One. Shelf subscription? Like, do you have a criteria or no? Just two books a month. I'm just trying to read. And then that also filters in the devotional books right. and the other kind of books. But I just, that's my goal each year. Okay. You keep me very busy going through <laughs> at least, ARCs. At least you can just read every other month. Poor dad has to read well, every month. He has to read every month, but it takes me a Your while task is harder. to find them. Yeah. And so... I wound up reading more than I needed to. Like this month, I could have had both of these yeah. as my shelf subscription. Well, that's fun. This totally could have been my shelf subscription. So, Well, good. Well, thank you, Mom. Before we leave, I do have two book recommendations for you. Good. I've got, they can add it to my stack. Okay, because I didn't know if you knew Bloomsbury Girls by Matt, Natalie Jenner. So she wrote The Jane Austen Society, which Ooh, I really liked. Okay. And I think you read it too. If you didn't, we talked about okay. it. But she's an author I think you would like. But the Bloomsbury Girls, it takes place in London post-World War II. And it's like a little bookstore that, of course, is now being operated by women because the men have been at war. Can't wait. And they're trying to be innovative to think about a way for the bookstore to survive. But the men are also coming back. And so, anyway, it sounds really good. Is it out? I think it is out now. But (laughs) I think you would really like that. And then I know we've talked about Mary Laura Philpott before. And you did not love I Miss You and I Blink as much as I did. Right. However— But I liked it, but not not as— I do think you are going to love her new one. Her new one is called Bomb Shelter. And it's a little bit more about motherhood— Uh, particularly as she moves toward an empty nest. And she's kind of sort of taking care of some aging parents. But I loved it. I thought the writing was really good. She is a great writer. She's a great writer. And it's gotten rave reviews everywhere, which I love because it's just a book about a normal person with normal, like, everyday issues. It's out. I think you'd like it. And then I also think you'd like Left on Tenth, which is by Delia Efron, which is Nora Efron's sister. And it is her memoir about love after loss. She loses her husband, and so then, but then she falls in love. But it's also a little bit of a medical memoir, like the Kate Boulder, but very hopeful. It's all very hopeful. And it's honestly about her friends and how her friends really give her the 
strength and the hope she needs to survive. But I think you'd really like it. Okay. So those are three PG recommendations from me to you. Well, thank you. I'll add them to my list. You're welcome. Thanks, Mom. This was delightful. This week, I'm reading Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Mom, what are you reading? This week, I'm finishing up Vacation Land by Meg Mitchell Moore. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at BookshelfTville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Donna Hetchler, Angie Erickson, Cami Tidwell, Chantal Carls, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson, Kate Johnston Tucker. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see write a review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, you can support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support, Front Porch Friends, Book Club Companions, and Bookshelf Benefactors. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.